Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside LBUSD, the Laguna Beach Unified School District podcast. Before we get started, please note that this coming Monday, all sites will be closed for the Martin Luther King holiday. For this first podcast episode of 2022, we get an important health and safety update on the latest COVID surge. And now, Health Matters with Dr. Michael Keller and Nurse Kelly Schultz. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Health Matters Podcast. Today's conversation is being recorded on Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Happy New Year, everybody. The goal of our podcast is to inform parents, staff, and community on COVID-19 updates and health-related information. Uh, We want to keep students, staff, and our community safe and healthy and reduce the risk of spread of COVID-19 in all of our community settings. My name is Dr. Michael Keller. And I'm Nurse Kelly Schultz. And Nurse Kelly, we always start our podcast off with giving our community members an update on our COVID-19 rates within Laguna Beach Unified. Can you update us? Sure. So these numbers are ever-changing at the moment due to the surge, but currently we have 29 cases at El Moro, 56 cases at Top of the World, 58 cases at Thurston Middle School, 119 cases at Laguna Beach High School, five at the district office. So that's current active cases in isolation is 267. We have 32 students that are in home quarantine and we have eight staff that are in home quarantine at this moment. We've been using a 14-day isolation metric, meaning that from the date of symptom onset or symptom identification um, or a live case, We've been counting individuals as active cases on our dashboard. Now, we've been doing that since the beginning of the pandemic, since we've been reporting out publicly to the community on our website. And given that there's been some shifts in the isolation window, we, to 10 days, we're going to be relooking at our metric to give a more accurate picture for live active cases in our schools. So starting on Tuesday, January 18th, 2022, we'll be moving from a 14-day active assessment uh, active case window to a 10-day active case window we believe this will give our a more accurate and complete picture of current case rates within our school community and it's consistent with the cdph and the orange county Healthcare agency and other local school districts reporting practices so nurse kelly um how have our contact tracing practices adapted given the current surge? Okay, so given this current surge in cases, local districts, including Laguna Beach, have adapted our focus on direct service, on case identification, symptom monitoring, and isolation guidance and directives for infected individuals. We are continuing to implement close contact tracing. However, given the high rates of community transmission, it is likely that all individuals are considered close contacts at this time. The CDPH recently put out guidance on group contact tracing that supports the shift to likely exposed individuals within a group. This is just mainly to get us through this surge, not saying that we will go once if we can go back to doing more uh uh, contact tracing that's more on a personal level we will do that just at this time with the surge uh, it's it's clearly not going to be possible so yeah. we're going to do the best everything that we can to get the, this information out to you as quickly as we can so what information if a parent has a child that is newly identified with either symptoms of COVID-19 or they actually have a, 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 a 
confirmed case of COVID-19, what specific information do you need to help provide to the parents? Yeah, so that is a great question. Um, right now, the one thing I could say is if, you're, if your child is developing inner or has any symptoms at any time, keep them home and just call myself or Pam and let us walk you through it. Don't send them to school and then just think that everything will be fine and then get you know a call that you're going to have to pick them up. Um, so the best thing you can do at this time is when you do send an email, I'm going to give you very specific information to give. So one, you want to tell us who your child is, what school they go to, when was their um, onset of symptoms, or if they were asymptomatic and just tested positive. Um, from there, you want to let us know if there's any other children in the home that are part of this district, if they're vaccinated or not, because then that will help us to determine if they need to home quarantine or if they can continue to go to school. So I just want to kind of give you all a timeline since I go through this with most of, you know, all of our students that are positive or homes, uh, home quarantine right now. So symptom onset is considered day zero. If your child is asymptomatic and tests positive, that is also their day zero. So the day one is actually the day after they test positive or the day of their symptom onset. You can test your child again on day five, and that is to return on day six. That is if that day five test is negative, they have an improvement in their symptoms, and they are fever-free for 24 hours without the use of, of meds. If, I, if they meet all that criteria, you've sent their negative tests to myself or to Pam, and we have um, cleared them to return, they must also continue to wear their mask indoors and outdoors through day 10. Um, as far as siblings are concerned in home quarantine, um, it can get a little bit more dicey, so I just want to make sure that you, you reach out to us, and we'll kind of walk you through that process as well. Yeah, our continued interest is to, of course, ensure student and staff safety to the greatest extent possible. We are going to continue to keep our schools open. That is an absolute priority for us. And as much as information as you can give us on the front end, if you have any known case or known symptoms, it's really going to help us with uh, giving you updated information to to make healthy decisions. So what you know we we often review our best defense against covid-19 and given the widespread community transmission whether it's at school or home or in the, in stores or restaurants in the community or out in social situation or at sporting events what are the best defenses against covid-19 mask up vaccination wash your hands social distance um, if you are symptomatic at all, um, even if it seems very minor, stay home um, and test if you can, if you do have access to tests right now. Um, those are going to be the best methods to avoid this um, if you can. There's been a lot of just heavy information as we've come back to school and we were experiencing this current surge. I personally ha had COVID uh, on January 5th and I'm one of the early returns. I did test negative. It was. Uh, luckily for me, a mild experience, but I know that families are, are really reeling from this uh, situation. So, you know, Nurse Kelly, given given all the, the local impacts of COVID-19 and some of the heavy information we're dealing with now, are there any positive ways to think about uh, the current situation and maybe going forward? The good news is that most of these cases with this latest wave are mild. Um, those that are testing, some are just testing because out of precaution, and then they find out they're positive and they're asymptomatic. So um, very mild all across the board. So I also wanted to say thank you to all our parents um, due to this high surge that we're having and not being able to do that close contact tracing like we like. 
A lot of you have um, reached out to your friends, family, and students that you know that your child had close contact to and let them know, and thank you for that. Um, that has helped us to get um, other students tested and, and stay home to help the spread within our schools. So I just want to say thank you for that. I'm, I'm glad the cases are mild. I'm glad you're back, and, and your case was mild. And uh, I'd say about you know 65% of our cases right now are testing negative on day five, um, so that's good news. That is great news. And certainly this has been a stress test for our school district and for, for many school districts in Orange County and across the country. And this is a time to really be thinking about self-care, taking care of yourselves, doing all the all the things that are really essential for, for quality health, including getting a good night's sleep, healthy nutrition, the things that we've talked about in terms of exercise. And, you know, trying to build community and, and, and have those positive relational moments as much as you can to, to take care of yourself during this difficult, stressful time. So we do have staff members that are available, including our school counselors and our social workers and school psychologists, as well as classroom teachers and administrators that are, that are here for students and available to provide any additional support during this time. So um, we just want to make sure that that message is out there, that we're, that we're here and available to help. And I do want to take a second to head over to our mailbag. Yes, we do have a mailbag question for you, Dr. Keller. And the question is, what is the current vaccination rate in Laguna Beach? Well, in the in the we have to go to the Orange County Healthcare Agency vaccination website. We'll put the link on our show notes to get this exact information. But it, within the nine two six five one area code. Eligible individuals age 12 to 17, there's a, there's currently a 68.2% fully vaccinated uh, rate of, of COVID-19 vaccinations. In the 5 to 11-year-old range, remember that was recently authorized in, in uh, late November, early December, and that rate currently is 22.9% within our community. So we certainly uh, hope individuals take advantage of the vaccination opportunities within our community. We know a local partner, Bouchard's for Pharmacy, has offered vaccinations for eligible individuals. And of course, lo other local pharmacies, the Orange County Healthcare Agency, can provide further information on vaccinations. Do you have any other re references for vaccination opportunities, Nurse Kelly? No, I, I, I think you nailed all of them. And I also want to say thank you. Uh, I know some of you have begun to get the boosters for your kids as well and have been submitting those records. So thank you for that. That's right. We still continue to accept the optional submission for vaccination information. It does help in contact tracing opportunities, although we're doing more group contact tracing at this pre present time. We do anticipate that as the case rates drop and, and the feasibility for individual contact tracing increases, we'll, we'll continue to implement those practices. So I want to thank you all for joining us again today. And it has been a trying time as we return to school. And we just thank our students for being so persistent and diligent and kind with each other and, and patient with the teachers and staff um, who are trying to implement really the highest quality education we can with students. I want to personally thank Nurse Pam and Nurse Kelly and the whole health clerk team who have been working incredibly hard, and this is really a nonstop effort, uh, seven days a week into the hour, evening hours and early morning hours. They've been doing incredible work, and I just want to send my personal, sincere appreciation to you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to this community. Um, if you have any questions that um, you're curious about, you can always reach out to me. Uh, my email's on the website. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening to episode 11 of Inside LBUSD. 
If you have any podcast questions or suggestions, we encourage you to visit lbusd.org slash podcast and let us know your thoughts. Please stay safe and healthy, and we hope you have a wonderful three-day weekend.